What's up, sweetest honey? Today we have an absolute boss woman joining us. Nicole Hinkley is on the podcast and she is here to give us her wisdom and guidance on all things nutrition, entrepreneurship, and health. She is the CEO of her own business, Blissful Nutrition, a holistic dietitian practice and the official nutritionist of the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. It's such a warm welcome. We're happy to be here. We're happy to have you. And we actually have a surprise because we have two guests with us that you didn't know. Oh, she's <laughs> pregnant. <laughs> yeah, me and baby Presley. Oh, my gosh. So exciting. How far along are you? Uh, almost 25 weeks. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. So we obviously met through DCC and nutrition and health has been something that I've always been like super interested in. So to have you as a resource has been amazing. And I know you've made like countless meal plans for all of us (laughs) specific to our needs. She does like virtual one-on-ones and sits down with all of us to hear our goals. Sometimes I feel like people always say like you're like a counselor because we tell you our problems. I love it though. It's amazing, but she really is the best. And so I'm just really excited to have you on the show and kind of um, talk about all of this, but hear your story because you have a cool story too. Oh, thank you. I'm really, yeah. I'm like honored to be here, honestly. <laughs> I love it. So first of all, I, I would love to know where your passion for nutrition and helping women with their health started. So give us a little bit of background on you and your journey to where you're at now and like what made you want to become a dietitian? Yeah, so um, I kind of got introduced to like the space I'm in from um, just somebody that I was really close to. They um, were diagnosed with PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome. So it's like a hormonal disorder that a lot of women actually struggle with. And um, one of the symptoms of PCOS is struggling with your weight. Mm-hmm. And so I just like saw how it affected her throughout her life. And at like a very young age, like I became like I had like a really strong passion to want to like help people like her because I saw how people like could like view and treat her. And I think people were just like a little bit, at least a while ago, misun- like it was just like a misunderstood thing. And they're just, you know, a lot of people I think assume like if you are overweight, it's due to you're not working hard enough or mm-hmm. it's all about calories in, calories out. And I just like really wanted to like be in a space like, where I could like educate people that it's mm-hmm. so much more than that. I love and that. so, yeah, that's kind of how I got introduced into like that space. And then mm-hmm. I, um, when I like went through puberty, I tore my ACL and I went from, you know, exercising all the time mm-hmm. to now having to just sit still, not do anything at all mm-hmm. and watch all my friends play soccer. And um, yeah, that led to a little bit of emotional eating. Yeah. And so I kind of like gained some weight then. And then moving into like college days, um, you know, I went from like playing select soccer my whole life and like being on a team to now like being in a sorority. And it was, I thought like a sorority would kind of be like a soccer team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like a little bit different. <laughs> and so, you know, you want to like the best, whenever you're like the best in soccer, you're working hard and everything. And, and now like to yeah. me, like being the best in a sorority was like, okay, like I got to like be fit and, mm-hmm. and be cute and stuff. And so I definitely um, developed a little bit of an eating disorder. Mm -hmm. Then I would like really restrict myself, um, diet wise all day long, Mm -hmm. exercise way too much. And then, um, I definitely struggled like binging at night Mm -hmm. pretty, and it got pretty bad. Like I would, it would be like, you know, it would start off like healthy, like, Oh, we'll have like at the time, like a bite of like 
like PB2 or something. And then I would have an omelet, an egg white omelet, and then I would have two waffles and then Mm -hmm. some pizza and then this. And it was like really um, toxic. So then throughout just college and like education and like learning um, just like more about my body, I was able to find a balance that worked for me. And so that's why I want to help other people find their perfect balance. I love that. I love that you can use like your story and experience to help others. And like um, so many girls can relate to that. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. I remember and like still, but feeling that way, especially in college, yeah. like trying to keep up with everybody else. And yeah. it's sometimes like it's something you can't compare. Like um, I know I've talked to you about this from like, I feel like I exercise a lot and I eat as yeah. healthy as I can, but like maybe I don't look like somebody else who doesn't do those things or something. And I feel yeah. like girls get so frustrated with themselves and like are so hard on yeah just their bodies and stuff absolutely it's a hard it's a hard space to be in like you're learning how to cook for yourself and do everything for yourself and it's definitely I feel like college is a a vulnerable place yeah (laughs) (laughs) absolutely yes so what kind of training and education is required to be a dietitian because I honestly don't know (laughs) yeah no this is a good question so I do recommend if anybody like is struggling and eating disorder just trying to be healthier um space to definitely try to work with a registered dietitian because mm-hmm. um technically anybody can call themselves a nutritionist right and um it can be kind of scary especially if you have certain conditions like diabetes and stuff like that you definitely mm-hmm. want to make sure you're working with um like a licensed professional so to be a dietitian um now it's a little bit different but when i went through it was four years of like an undergrad in like you study nutrition and mm-hmm. a bunch of science, all the chemistry, bio. Oh my gosh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Not my thing. <laughs> Not my thing. Um, and then you go through a year-long internship. So you go through like mm-hmm. clinicals where you're doing like tube feedings and working with people with like diabetes, um, people are on dialysis, stuff like that. And then you do like food service community and then you have to uh, sit for an exam. And now they're actually required to have master's degrees. Oh, so wow. Okay. I'm lucky I yeah, <laughs> you got out of it. <laughs> Wow, that's I'm sure that's very eye opening though. Just like the yeah. tube feeding, like all that you're saying. Yeah, and it's crazy because like whenever you learn about certain conditions, it's crazy how much I've learned about certain things that really carry over to yeah. helping with like diabetes. Kind of relates really closely with PCOS. Yeah, there's like other things with like autoimmune disorders that I've learned so much just from having that experience. Yes, and I think I've asked you a few questions too before, like sent you my blood work and yes. stuff because I'm always like over analyzing my health and yes. like my mom has autoimmune and I am like trying to stay on top of it yeah. and so I think there's like it's just so interesting how much you can learn about your body and like yeah I think in that way of like helping others with certain diseases too like you learn like what your body actually needs right. to be strong and healthy and at its best and so that also helps you with your clients. I'm sure. Yeah, totally. And I think a lot of people are like scared to get their blood done because they like mm-hmm. they'll feel ashamed. But really, I'm like I'm like so excited to see people's blood. I'm yeah, like, no, like this is you know this is fine. Like this is just kind of giving us the path that you need to do. Like yeah. everybody's different, and so maybe you need to work a little bit harder in this area. Maybe this area is easier for you. So yeah, there's so many things you don't know like yeah. about yourself, and yeah. you just get in your own habits. So, yeah, yeah, totally. That's so cool. But um, I want to also hear a little bit about like what what made you want to create your own business versus working through a company as a dietitian? Yeah, good question. So I kind of like dabbled in a few like part time jobs whenever mm-hmm. I first became a dietitian. And that was about five years ago. Um, and I, I just kind of quickly realized that like, 
I wanted to make it this like really fun, like not only safe, but like fun place. Like mm-hmm. I said, like a lot of people have felt like ashamed to go to the doctor because yeah. they'll be like, okay, well you have high cholesterol, you have um, this issue, like just lose weight, just yeah. eat less. And right. it's like, well, obviously, you know, <laughs> but like I yeah. people would just like, I heard so many stories of like people and I still hear stories of people feeling so ashamed and like scared and like mm-hmm. defeated. And so not only did I want a space for them to feel like safe, but I wanted people to come to me and feel spoiled. Yeah. Like I wanted to feel like they're oh almost gosh, coming so to like cute. a salon or a spa. So yeah. that's how I make my handouts like pink and girly uh-huh. and glam. And I kind of like talk to my clients, like they're my friends. Mm-hmm. Well, they all become my friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, I think it's just, you know, I want it to be a really positive experience for everyone rather than like the usual negative experience. Yeah. No, that's so cool. I love that you do that because whenever I get like your meal plans, yeah. I get excited because I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so cute. It is like aesthetically pleasing to look at. <laughs> and it makes you more like motivated, I think, as a girl to like get on top of things yeah. and just like read through your informational yeah. stuff. And I love it. It's great. Thank you. <laughs> but obviously that's hard work and it takes a lot of like discipline and dedication. Yeah. Um. So like, I guess – Tell us like what your experience has been like as an entrepreneur. Yeah, um, I mean, entrepreneurial life definitely isn't easy. Mm-hmm. It's so rewarding and so fun. And like, yeah, people like say you're your own boss. You get to set your own hours. Yeah. But I quickly realized whenever I started working for myself, like instead of having one boss, you kind of have like 30 bosses or 40 bosses, you mm-hmm. know, and everyone's schedule that you're trying to keep happy, like your clients True, and stuff. Yeah. And so um, I definitely, I love it so much, but the beginning is, is definitely hard. Like there's mm-hmm. a lot of, um, there's a lot of like hats to wear too. Like, yeah. you know, I'm not only am I the dietitian, but I'm doing like all the finances, the marketing and well, I have Sophia now to help me, which is mm-hmm. amazing, but you're doing the, the HR and there's just, there's so much to do. And I think the other thing that is hard about it is that like, you don't have a guaranteed income, you know, yeah. it's like COVID could hit or whatever could happen and mm-hmm. you could your income could drop to zero. And yeah. and that's kind of a scary thing too. But I overall, I, I love it so much. Okay. So what has been like the biggest challenges, um, lessons, and like, has it been balancing life with work too? Oh yeah. That's, I mean, it's always a challenge <laughs> like, <laughs> in every season of life. It's always hard, but um, yeah. So, I mean, as a business owner, like there's just always something you can be doing. Mm-hmm. Like you're always always feeling guilty like even if you get done with work at like seven or eight you're sitting on the couch thinking okay well I could be checking that email or doing that marketing like you're just never done so I feel like that's been a little bit challenging and then yeah I mean just like how life changes like last year was really hard because I went through like a little bit of like a dark time Mm -hmm. and so it was hard to like be able to show up for my clients because like Mm -hmm. I was struggling too um they ended up helping me so much because like they kind of forced me to like get up and like get out and you know um be happy but like but right now it's hard too because we're planning for our baby and Mm -hmm. like no one tells you but I swear having a baby is almost like planning a wedding yeah because there's like so many things you have to do and like we just moved a month ago and like just like doing the nursery deciding on strollers deciding on car seats and safety and like how you want to do all these things like it's it's a lot so it's like very distracting but Mm -hmm. yeah so it's it's gonna be it's gonna definitely be interesting like to see how we navigate like 
um, being on maternity leave yeah. and stuff because that's a little bit scary for me to yeah. like not have any clients for eight weeks and you know let them do their own thing for a little bit but right yeah it's it's always hard but I think you just have to be like really um like adaptable mm-hmm. going back to like what you said about um when you were going through like your dark time yeah how did you fill your bucket up or like how do you try to fill your bucket up for when like those days that you feel just drained and like you you're like how am I supposed to help people right now (laughs) no no that's a really good question so um I mean it was hard for sure like I think like therapy helped Mm -hmm. definitely but I I kind of have this thing that I tell my clients I've quoted like a minimum day mentality Mm -hmm. where it's like on those days where you're just like really struggling and you don't want to do anything Mm -hmm. at least have like three to five things where they're like non-negotiables and make them Mm -hmm. super easy like get out of the house and walk for 0.25 miles every Mm -hmm. single day at least or yeah you know drink a minimum of 64 ounces of water you Mm -hmm. know or like at least like wash your face or yeah Yeah. I think just like kind of having those like non-negotiables um kind of just keep you accountable for not like getting worse yeah (laughs) I love that I feel like that's such a healthy like those are healthy tips to just like give yourself grace on those days and not yeah. be like you have to do yeah. this isn't this like sometimes I think with our culture we're just such in a rush like go-getters like yeah. that mentality of like you always have to be doing something yeah. but it's like we can really take a day and oh, yeah. if we're just not feeling it that, that day like you can yeah. have your little accomplishments that are gonna just yes. like help you reset for the yeah. next day yeah, exactly. I think it's all about just like not going backwards because mm-hmm. I think that's what some people do is they're like, okay, well, I'm going to go to this fast food restaurant and yeah. order this and this. And now like instead of just maintaining, mm-hmm. they're going negative, which kind yeah. of sends them in the opposite direction. So my thing is all about like, yeah, like even if you're having a hard time, like try to just maintain where you currently mm-hmm. are. So that way, whenever you are ready to kind of push forward again, mm-hmm. you can and yeah. not like set back a bunch. That's true. I didn't even think about that in the way of like nutrition but like if you I don't know a lot of girls decide to go on diets or something and then (laughs) they might have one day where they're like oh my god I splurged and now I just have to start all over again like I suck like whatever (laughs) you know yeah totally and it's like that's I don't know that's just helpful I think to hear is like just do the best you can that day like if you maybe your goal is to eat like a serving of vegetables with at least one meal yeah like something small to like just keep it in yeah. your diet or whatever to kind of help you build those like healthy habits even on the days yeah. where you might lack in other nutritional areas and like go for a donut for breakfast exactly <laughs> like, exactly and yeah. it, it, occasional donuts fine I think yeah. it's, it's all about like where you're at and it's yeah. like if you're having a donut because you're sad or whatever like that's probably not a good choice but yeah. if you're having a donut because you want one and you're happy then that's okay <laughs> yeah um what advice would you give to like any aspiring business owners entrepreneurs and so on yeah I think um just just get started for sure and I think the absolute like biggest tip is you have to be tough like yeah. so when I was in college like I wasn't a bad student by any means but I had pretty like I like an average GPA mm-hmm. and I didn't actually end up getting into an internship first round mm-hmm. and I was completely devastated at the time yeah. you know um and I didn't pass my RD exam the first time and um yeah so like I think I could look at myself like back in those days and be like oh my gosh like what makes you think that you could be where you are mm-hmm. now but I think the answer is just consistency yeah and like even though like 
you know, you have to overcome these things. You just have to keep going and trying and yeah. um, fake it till you make it. <laughs> yeah, showing up for yourself. I love that. Yeah. And it's encouraging to hear, like, I mean, obviously school stuff for a lot of people. Yeah. And, like, it, I don't know. It doesn't mean everything. Like, if maybe you had, like, a time in your life where you, like, just weren't focused on something, it doesn't yeah. mean, like, it's not going to work out in the future. Like, you have to totally. find something you're passionate about. And, like totally. you said, be consistent, like – show up for yourself and go for it. <laughs> yeah. And like, I was a lot more passionate about creating my business than I was like taking biology. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that's your motivation yeah. is like, I know I want to like create a business. So I'm going to force myself to take this biology exactly. class and like just get the license and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. Well, something from like my side, um, because I love being your client and <laughs> I like, I just love that you take an interest in helping girls establish like a healthy relationship with food, exercise, and overall health. I think it's hard for a lot of women to open up about their insecurities, especially when it comes um, to like their body image and everything. But you do such an amazing job of hearing your clients and giving like honest but factual advice to help them achieve their goals going off of that kind of like what is the most common complaint you hear from women and what's your advice to them oh, well first of all thank you i love <laughs> eating my client too <laughs> um but yeah i think one of the biggest complaints is or maybe not complaints but just like things people get caught up on is the number on the scale mm. and i do think people are kind of starting to get away from that but i think deep yeah. down like we still kind of pay attention to that number yeah and i would say like my my biggest advice to kind of help people get away from that is to try to stop focusing on the numbers and really start to focus on how your body feels and the the cues that your body's already telling you, like mm -hmm. um, your hunger cues, your fullness cues. Are you tired? Like you need rest. And I think yeah. so many people are used to just ignoring all of these cues and just mm -hmm. like going with the trends yeah. um, from like what works for their friends or the latest fad on Instagram or whatever. And I think we've kind of lost sight of like what our body's telling us. And mm -hmm. I think the second that we kind of like get that power back and like trust our bodies, that's when like the real change happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's good. So good. Like even just remembering that everybody's body is different and like what works for somebody else might be not work for you. Like yeah. you're like open to sharing and like you started listening yeah. to like your food sensitivities and allergies and I know right. it's been like a huge game changer for you. Yes, for sure. Like trying to become in tune with what your body is telling you to do and like, yeah, just like listening and, and um, working with your body versus like against it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So how did you develop like a healthy and positive way of thinking when it comes to health? I know you kind of touched on it in the beginning, but yeah. So yeah, it definitely wasn't easy, but, um, I think what I realized was like the whole reason I was trying to be this like perfect skinny quotations, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, person was so I could be like my healthiest, happiest self. Yeah. And then I realized like, I'm not as happy as I could possibly be. And I'm, mm -hmm. this definitely is not healthy. Like I was exhausted all the time from not eating enough and overexerting myself and um, I was like missing out on things with my friends and stuff like that and so I think when I realized okay in order to achieve the real reason which is happiness like mm. I need to make some changes and yeah. I think that's when I was like okay I need to listen to my body and mm -hmm. everything just kind of started changing from mm -hmm. there. Something I also really appreciated about you and like the way that you work and stuff is you talk about like your mental and 
emotional health too uh-huh. and I remember you asking me like what are you doing I don't know something about like what am, what, am, what am I doing to like make myself happy during the day or like what brings me peace like what can uh-huh. I do to kind of just like level out the stress in my life or something yeah. and like for me personally it was like I have to like read my bible I have to be like that's the faith component is like totally. where I am like at peace with myself but I think that's cool that you talk about that too and it's not just you know what you're eating it's like are you healthy and happy and like overall health you know yeah it's so crazy and it's I mean I, I don't want to like focus too much on the weight and stuff but it's crazy mm-hmm. how much I've seen clients have gone through like big changes in their lives like maybe they get out of a toxic relationship yeah. and they'll lose 25 pounds in a month yeah and it's like crazy how much like the stress and the cortisol and all of that really plays into for sure their overall health so, like, what are some cool stories that you have seen or, like, have you seen what you do change people's lives in any way? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's like, so many different types of clients I've worked with. So I don't want to, like, you know, say one's better than the other. But I yeah. will say, like, probably the most impactful to me have been um, working with clients to get their cycles back. Mm-hmm. So I have a lot of clients that have come to me and maybe had – one period a year or Mm -hmm. not at all for like years and to be able to you know get them to be able to have 12 periods in a year and have Mm -hmm. 11 more chances to get pregnant and like Mm -hmm. start a family and like build a life like like there's really not much more like yeah you know rewarding than that like it's it's a miracle and I just it like it really like fills my cup. And, yeah, it makes me feel really good. <laughs> Especially like now that you are pregnant, like you can totally, totally relate. Totally. And I'm sure that's. I mean, that's so hard. Like so many women struggle with it, and like the hormones and everything, like trying to get pregnant. Yeah. Um, so, oh my gosh, yeah, I feel like that'd be very rewarding. And I know you've said things to us before, like with DCC girls have been encouraged like by us just like working with you I guess guys. oh my gosh yeah so there, I mean there's been so many women that have reached out because of you guys and like because of your mm-hmm. influence because I work with you um I get to work with all these amazing women and so um definitely some fertility ones and then I mean kind of all over the place mm-hmm. I mean I worked with you know a, a lady in her 60s to like get her health back and be able to hang out with her grandchildren. Yes, and, that was the one I was thinking yeah, about. Yeah, so <laughs> And I, can't, I didn't, like, bring, like, her testimony or anything. But, yeah. I mean, there's just so many. And then there's other girls that kind of are on, like, the opposite side that have reached out to me because of you guys. Like, someone I can think of that was scared um, or feeling really insecure about her mm-hmm. body because she's too thin. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something – that's a huge space that people don't talk about no. enough either. Because yeah. people, like like – fat shaming or whatever like that's all like obviously a horrible thing yeah I think a lot of people also experience that same thing in reverse in reverse yeah yeah and it's like they don't realize how much like these little comments can like really dig at them so I think that has Mm. been kind of eye-opening for me just to learn and yeah and just like rewarding to get to work with those kinds of individuals yeah I've actually heard so many stories of that I remember like girls in high school um opening up about that and being like I feel like I'm too skinny and I need to put on weight and blah 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 and like I would always looked at them like what like yeah yeah like it's you just hear so much more about like trying to lose weight and so to hear that other side of it is like I don't know it is like perspective you're like oh wow like somebody who yeah. you think you want their body kind of wants something totally. different it's like really totally. interesting and I will say like I 
you know, I love to ask people at the beginning of my program versus the end, like, right, like if you could like kind of rate your body positively, <laughs> if you can rate your body positivity on a scale of one to 10, yeah. what would it be? And I'll say like, like weight and size really has nothing mm-hmm. at all to do with it. Like it really has so much to do with like how like their relationship with their self is and mm-hmm. like their self-confidence and self-worth. So I think that's something important to also kind of consider. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So bouncing back to like fertility, I know that this is something that you have like struggled with and have been open about sharing. So do you mind sharing a little bit of your journey? Yeah. Okay. I would love to, because whenever I went through like my hard time, I felt very like alone Mm -hmm. and I ended up just kind of posting about it on Instagram because honestly I was like, I like couldn't handle a single another person being like, when y'all having kids or, you know, and so I just wanted to like rip the bandaid off Mm -hmm. and I'm so happy I did because I had so many, like an overwhelmingly amount of like women reach out to me and say they're going through like similar things and I had no idea. And so it really helped me not feel alone. And so I definitely like, I want to be open about it because I think it's something that just isn't talked about enough and I just want to bring more awareness. So Um, so yeah, so basically last year, um, in April, we found out we were pregnant and we weren't like crazy trying or anything. It just kind of happened. And we like, obviously we're so excited. Mm-hmm. Um, and like we went to the doctor, we got labs done and like my HCG and everything was doubling as it should have. And so we were like so excited. Everything was like on the perfect track. Mm-hmm. And, um, we went in for like our first sonogram, which I think, according to their charts, I was about nine, nine and a half weeks. Um, according to mine, I was like about 11, 11 and a half. And so I guess that that could have been a red flag, but everyone's like, it's fine. Numbers are off all the time, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so whenever we went into that first appointment, like we were completely just like excited to like see the heartbeat and everything. And um, there was no heartbeat. And we wow. were just like completely shattered. Yeah. And it was really hard because I felt like, you know, I'm so in tune with my body and like I trust my body. And that's like something I, you know, teach everyone and and try to practice myself. And for that to happen and me have no idea, it was like really hard. And so yeah. it's called missed miscarriage, basically, where you have like no negative symptoms, but the baby just stopped growing. And so after that, um, I mean, I'll kind of like spare all the other details, but like we went through like a lot of like work to try to like lose the baby. Mm. And so we ended up um, through like some pills and stuff, like passing the baby at our house and like just kind of like having to like see the like graphicness of that. Mm. It was really tough. Um, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It was really hard. And it was also really painful too. Yeah. I've heard. heard Yeah. It it was really painful. Um, physically and emotionally. And then we went back into the doctor expecting to like be able to move on. And they were like, okay, well actually like, unfortunately your body's still supplying blood to your placenta. And so we had to go, I had to get surgery Mm -hmm. after that. And so it was just a lot, um, lot. like emotionally, physically. And then, um, I did kind of go through some like postpartum depression Mm -hmm. afterwards, which to me, I didn't know you could go through you didn't have a baby, you know? So that was like a little bit confusing as well. Um, so, so yeah, so basically fast forward, we got pregnant again in April this year and, um, so excited and so Mm -hmm. happy. And we were going into our first appointment at eight weeks to hear the heartbeat. I mean, we're so nervous because of everything that happened. Yeah. 
And at seven weeks and five days, I started bleeding. And oh my gosh, gosh, it was so terrible. Like, because we were like, well, if I had no negative symptoms and we lost our baby, like, of course, if I'm bleeding, like, there's no chance, you know? So we basically just like, like mourned that whole weekend. Like we just ate food and played Scrabble in bed and like cried. And we went into our appointment. Um, it was on a Tuesday and, um, they, it was, I remember being like really sad at first, like when I saw the screen, cause I was like, oh my gosh, like it looks like a baby. And then the, the sonogram tech was like, and there's the heartbeat. And I just, it was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like crying? Like, what do you mean? Like the whole like nursing facility, everything was like cheering for oh, us. Like it was like really gosh. cool because they've been through it all yeah. with us. Um, I've chills. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was so crazy. And so, yeah. So then like, so basically I got diagnosed with placental privia. Okay. And so my, it's caused like a lot of bleeding five weeks ago. I was in the hospital because mm-hmm. I started bleeding. It's been this journey, but baby presley is doing great and she's healthy as ever like i don't want to like you know tell my story to scare people at all but i do i do think it's important just to talk about and i remember like being so like scared and ashamed at first to talk about it because i'm like i'm supposed to be this healthy person and like what if people don't want to work with me anymore because like i went through this and like they don't like trust my judgment and stuff but then i realized like no like I am healthy. Yeah. Like I do make good choices. I do everything right for my body. And this is why I should talk about it because like, yeah. I know I did everything right. And still sometimes it this just, happens. Yeah. Yeah. It's like out of your control. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, so that's my story. <laughs> that is so crazy. I didn't know like all of that, but yeah. that's insane. Just like very, I don't know. That's a lot. Like I'm sure you grew a lot so much through that. And like, obviously we get faced with lots of trials in life and like we don't know why yeah I mean yeah you probably won't know why with that one but I'm so happy that you're doing well now and baby Presley is just growing happy I know (laughs) I know and then we do like we appreciate her like so much more like we were just like like we couldn't be happier to be pregnant and meet her in like 15 weeks (laughs) yeah yeah wow no if anything I think it's like even more encouraging to like hear you say it because you are somebody who like takes care of your body so well and I think there's like literally so many miscarriages I've heard about so many this year specifically I think women are just becoming a little more vocal about them but like um yeah but it's crazy how many people go through that Mm -hmm. and are like one in four yeah and are probably feeling the exact same way like I do everything for my body like why is it feeling me but like it's not it's just it's just something like that's like unexplainable almost right it's just your body whenever you're in the moment it just feels like you did something wrong yeah your body it's like why are you like betraying me or like yeah it just seems like so cruel it's like well why did you tell me i was pregnant if yeah if you know you know it's just it's a whole yeah yeah it was it was definitely a, a hard time i think people don't give enough credit to like moms for everything you have to do to prepare and take care of your body for a baby like to bring a life into the world is a miracle and like (laughs) a healthy life you know Um, totally and so 
I don't know. It's just crazy. Like I can't, I can't imagine. There's probably so many things I don't know about like what you have to do to prepare and they're like certain things you should eat and not eat. Oh my gosh. It's crazy. And like, I think I have like such a different perspective on it now. Cause like we did go through that. So I'm just thankful, but I mean, you, you do have to give up a lot. Like, I mean, no sushi, obviously. <laughs> um, no, no wine. Sushi. No wine. <laughs> no wine. That's, yeah. And for, in my case, like, no exercise. No. Oh, really? Yeah, because okay. of the placenta privia. Basically, yeah. um, there's just, like, a chance that if um, it got kind of, like, roughed, roughed up or whatever, it could – I could, like, bleed out. Oh, so, like, as okay. of right now, like, I can't go into natural labor because I would kind of – bleed mm-hmm. out maybe yeah <laughs> um so it'll be okay. like a c-section c-section Probably. okay maybe not if, if my placenta moves it'll be good <laughs> <laughs> yeah. wow so much to learn there's like wow yeah and I guess you kind of already said this but like what do you have or like what what advice do you have for the girl who's maybe going through this right now or has gone through this and just yeah. feeling like super discouraged yeah I think like I definitely was that person like I convinced myself that it wasn't going to happen for me. Um, but I just want to say like, it will get easier. And everybody says like, once you have a baby, like you forget about all the pain Mm -hmm. that happened before. So just like, just stay strong and keep pushing, keep making strides and, um, it'll work out how it should. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, okay. So going back to diet culture, yeah, (laughs) because this is something that really interests me because it's like always changing, always evolving. I feel like there's a new trend every single day. (laughs) Um, but there's also so many myths Uh and opinions out there that makes it cloudy for the girls who are really like trying to take control of their health and be healthy about it. Right. Um, so I wanted to hear what you have to say about that. Like the most common myths we believe. Yeah. Um, definitely, I would say still the most common myth that people come to me with, especially like in the, the athlete world, mm-hmm. um, and in all the worlds, but that carbs are bad. Yeah. And like, I'm sure like you've heard that like yeah. circulating around in, in your world too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think I'm this, like, if I had a minute, just talk about carbs, I feel like carbs are like essential for you, especially if you're a dancer or an athlete, because mm-hmm. that's like your body's main fuel source. And if you're not using um, those carbs for your fuel, then your body has to go find energy somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So maybe it goes and takes the protein where we want that protein to be like building muscles and stuff. So mm-hmm. one of the common complaints of people that aren't eating enough carbs is that they're not able to like gain muscle and stuff. And mm-hmm. so the more that you can eat carbs and, um, get like allow protein to do what it needs to do the better that it can grow your muscles and and carbs aren't bad they're not gonna make you gain weight they're just gonna give you good energy help your brain function so you're not like you know fumbling over your words and um (laughs) feeling lightheaded and and dancing oh my gosh yes i literally yesterday i was like i did not eat enough carbs because my brain's not working oh no (laughs) i was thinking about you i was like nicole would say (laughs) yes and like you give such practical advice about it too like i'm like what do i need to eat before a game to like feel my absolute best and it really is about like being able to do what you want to do because if you're not feeling yourself that way like you're gonna feel like crap yeah and I come from it more now in like a way of I want to be at my peak performance Mm -hmm. so like how do I eat in that way to like optimize you know what I am able to do yeah absolutely and that's like the best way I love whenever people kind of can transition from like 
wanting to eat to be like look a certain way to like want to perform a certain way yeah I think that's like a huge shift that like Mm -hmm. I am trying to like encourage yeah and I feel like it is more talked about now but being skinny does not always mean being healthy like absolutely some people's body like their healthiest is going to look a little bit different than somebody else like totally and that's something honestly with my story that I've had to like learn about myself I was like I'm not meant to be a stick like yeah yeah me, <laughs> but, yeah, me either and, and last year whenever I was like um kind of more down in the dumps I lost a little bit of weight mm. and it was hard because people compliment me mm. like you look so good you look so healthy I'm like I'm not healthy at all. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this is bad. Like, You're like, little do you know. Society needs to stop doing this. Right. It's like, I'm tough and I know, like, okay, obviously I need to gain five pounds or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I mean, some people would take that and be like, okay, I need to keep doing the things I'm doing to yeah. look this way. So true. And I do think this is something that we talk about in our Bible study on DCC because, mm-hmm. like, I've shared some of, like, my struggles with it and like have asked girls like you know keep me accountable with how I talk to myself because if yeah. you hear me saying something like slap me in the face yes. like <laughs> I want to know so something we've like kind of said is like maybe we need to start complimenting each other on things that don't have to do with your appearance like yes because if you are maybe like doing a things unhealthy in an unhealthy way and you're losing weight and people start complimenting you yeah it encourages you to continue doing what you're doing totally and like we don't want to do that exactly (laughs) we were like we need to like make it a thing where yeah like we compliment like we'll we'll make it a joke sometimes we'll be like your heart looks beautiful (laughs) like it's so cheesy but like it it works too because you like I mean yeah it is good and nice to be told like oh you look great like you you know you must be really like going for it working out and stuff totally that's good to hear but I think like all the time we have to just like maybe think about yeah I totally agree and I I try not to compliment people's like physique and stuff but it's so funny I had a client um last summer I didn't see him in a while he's a friend too yeah and I saw him and I didn't say anything because I didn't see him in person in like months and I'd worked Mm -hmm. with him and I didn't say anything and he's like I'm not gonna lie I'm a little bit offended by that's funny so it can go both ways yeah yeah that's so funny um okay so what like practical tips and advice like if you had to break it down would you give to people to just have a healthy relationship with food exercise and all those yeah okay so here's like my top five tips so number one is going to be just like um developing like a consistent eating schedule Mm -hmm. so maybe that looks like um maybe eating like a breakfast, snack, lunch, snack, dinner. So mm-hmm. I would really advise to eat about every three to four hours. If you're an average Joe like me, mm-hmm. for someone like you, I would say every like two, three hours maybe just because mm-hmm. your body needs a little bit more fuel to like, keep up with all the exercise you're expending. Yeah. Um, and then I definitely recommend to always pair those carbs, proteins, and fats. Mm-hmm. So that way you're just slowing down digestion keeping you uh, fuller longer and also stabilizing your hormones and that yeah. can help regulate cortisol, reproductive hormones, and just make you feel better throughout the day. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, definitely hydration. I think that's something a lot of people forget about mm-hmm. and um, especially athletes for some reason. Yeah, we do. <laughs> but it's crazy. So a yeah. 2% level of uh, dehydration can actually result in a 10% level uh, decrease in performance. Wow. And yeah, wow. I know. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. I know. And like it can affect 
you know, your bowel movements, it can affect your, um, like brain fog or energy, like literally your skin, everything, you name mm. it, it affects. And it's such an easy thing to add. Yeah. And I love tips where you can add rather than take away. Right. And then last tip, um, which I know I've kind of said already, but it's just to uh, listen to your body and kind of like trust yourself first, like mm-hmm. over everything else. Mm-hmm. I love what you just said, like tips to add versus taking away. And I think that's like something I want to do. I feel like other girls could relate, but like the positives, it's like, yeah, add this to your habits, daily habits to like increase, you know, your health or whatever, not take away. Yeah. Things. It like makes you think of it in a more positive, different way. Totally. Versus like, I need to take out sugar. Like, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you can totally, like, if it's the end of the night, like, obviously, you don't want to chuck a bunch of water. But like, if you're yeah. adding things, it's like, okay, I can make sure I do this one thing, like, yeah. take my supplements or yeah. do this one thing. But it's like, if you mess up, then you feel, because if it's you're taking something away and you mess up, you kind of feel like you're off track and, and yeah. you can't get that back. So I love to add. Oh my gosh. Advice. That's such good advice. I love that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I think so many people are going to just love everything we talked about and like be able to apply it to their lives. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. I um, was so excited to have you on just because the last, the last podcast I did, um, we had Lacey and she shared a little bit of her story with like having an eating disorder. And I was like, this is perfect. Nicole's yeah. going to come in and t- touch on this because I know so many people struggle with it, including myself. And so um, I love that it's like different than my other podcast, but yeah. it's gonna be just as helpful and inspiring for women. So. Well, thank you. I totally fangirl over Lacey and I fangirl <laughs> over you and all the DCs oh too. And I, I love what I do and I'm really grateful that I had the opportunity to come yeah. hang out with you today. Yeah, <laughs> we love to work with you and so happy to have you on. So I hope you guys enjoyed it and I'll see you next time on the Sweetest Night Podcast.